What a wonderful privilege to be alive today, celebrating the goodness of God. And I pray and encourage you through this exhortation this morning. Rise up and run the race that the Lord has set before you. Keep the vision before your eyes. Be diligent at it and do not give up. For grace is abounding unto those who steadfastly, steadfastly keep their eyes on the vision. Hallelujah. May the grace of God abound to you and enable you to keep your eyes fixed on his vision. Amen. My name is Victor Akwajan. We are a missionary family and I'm honored and grateful to God for the privilege to come your way with this encouragement on the sixth day of our conference week. You are invited to join us for the conference this morning and this afternoon and let's keep advancing forward in his power. Amen. Today, the encouragement I have for you is be steadfast. We've heard a lot about faith, about vision, and keeping the focus. And I want to encourage you to understand that if you can see the vision in your heart, you can walk in the manifestation of it. So be steadfast. Do not give up. Do not turn to the left. Do not turn to the right. Do not become discouraged because of the storms of life. Do not become discouraged because of the questions about the vision that have not been answered yet. Do not be discouraged about physical circumstances which seem not to support the purpose God have planted you where you find yourself. Maybe there are limitations, physical limitations that are shouting at you every day and every time that you are not going to make it. But I came to announce to you that if you can set your heart on what God has put in your spirit, you are going to see the fulfillment of it. Faith sees and faith experiences the fulfillment. But it starts with the seeing and then comes the fulfillment. We've heard a lot and today I just have in my heart to encourage us again using the story of Abraham that we started reading from. Hallelujah. You know, in the book of Proverbs, the Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter number 23, when you go through uh, Proverbs chapter number 4, verse number 23, it tells us that we should guard our heart with all diligence. We should guard it with all diligence. Why? Because it says out of it springs forth the issues of life. So the issues of life, the things that influences our lives, that flows from our heart, are very, very important. You have a totally filled life, no matter what you've heard from the Lord. If you do not keep what you've heard from the Lord in your heart and allow it to, to paint the picture, the mental image that you can carry with you through the storms and the challenges of life. Hallelujah. 
Andrew Womack shares a story. The summary of it is the day and the time he experiences the call of God. It was in a meeting where a friend of his was also in this meeting. The two of them were in prayer. They were spending time with God and they heard prophetically what God has set ahead of their lives. You see, the difference is he kept what he heard in his heart. He kept it and he ran with it. He expected it. He set it before his life. Hallelujah. He believed in it. He committed to it. The friend when he met the friend a few years later and they were talking, the things that he was excited in his heart and was sharing and talking about that this and this, that night that God spoke this and look at how God is fulfilling it and God said this. The friend could not remember it. It was long gone. He did not put it in his heart so he did not also walk in it. He did not put it in his heart so he could not understand how to advance forward with it. So while Andrew Omak, to the glory of God, by keeping it in his heart, have walked his life in ministry over 55 years, walking faithfully and now having a worldwide global impact through his commitment to that vision, that friend, his story is different. He didn't talk about um, whether he has left his faith, and I believe he's not left his faith. He's still a Christian man. He's still someone who loves the Lord, but he just drifted away from that vision and that assignment that God has put on his life. I pray that you will not drift away. You will stick to the vision. May God revive in you the faith to see. Hallelujah. The finish line. and Walk in agreement with his word over your life. Amen. In the book of Genesis chapter number 15, we read the verse 1 yesterday and today I want to repeat the verse 1 and read quickly to 6. It says, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. So God is speaking to him in a vision. May God speak to you in a vision. Hallelujah. He said, Fear not, Abraham. I am your shield, your reward shall be very great. But Abraham said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless. The heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham said, Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and number the stars. If you are unable, if you are able to number them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord. And he counted it to him for righteousness. And he believed the Lord. And he counted to him for righteousness. Hallelujah. So God visited Abraham. After Abraham had taken steps in faith. 
and have expressed faith in God's ability to provide for him. Instead of relying on the gift of men, instead of relying on the provision of men, the king of Sodom, he rejected it and he said he has lifted his hands to the Lord. That the Lord Almighty is the one who will bless him and not any man. He was not going to take anything from anyone except that which God is releasing to him. May that be your policy in life that you can stand and say, I shall receive nothing except what God himself has commanded to be released unto me. Hallelujah. So Abraham has expressed faith. And now God shows up and he said he's enforcing his word in his life, confirming his word in his life and telling him, I am your very great reward for any person that could have excited him. But we see here in the rest of the conversation, the verse number two and three, that Abraham had questions on his heart. He, he, he believed God. He could take a bullet and no matter what, be standing. He risked his life for his family in the name of God Almighty. And God gave him victory. Hallelujah. So he believed God. He was a man of faith. He was a man who trusted in the Lord. And yet he had questions on his mind. And yet he looked at his physical situation. And that which he desired the most was to have a child. And that child had not shown up. And we see that when God showed up with a word for Abraham... Abraham is still concerned about that physical need that have not been met, about that particular thing that is the most desirous of his heart. So God said, Abraham, you know what? I am your very great reward. And Abraham is, but who is going to inherit all the blessings that you are blessing me? Is it, is it Eliezer from Damascus, who is the, the chief servant, so to say, born in my house? Is he going to inherit it? Who is going to inherit all the blessings? God said it's going to be your own son. It's going to be your own son. Hallelujah. I want you to know that you may trust God. You may believe God and still have questions. You may trust God, believe God, and still in your situation. It may be that things that you have been expecting and waiting and trusting God for, for years, for tens of, of years, you have not seen it come to pass. What do you do in such a situation? Abraham spent time talking to God. He spent time listening to what God had to say about it. Because he put out there, based on his physical situation, God is trying to get Abraham to focus and see that he is reward. Abraham was concerned about the emptiness he saw in his life, about the childlessness he saw in his life. God was trying to let Abraham see something bigger and greater than he could imagine. But at that particular moment, he was bombarded by his own thoughts and imaginations about what he was seeing physically. But I pray that no matter what you are seeing physically, may the word of the Lord lift you up, quicken you, and position you to run steadfastly in the direction that he is pointing in your life. Because God told Abraham, you see, it's going to be your own child not a child of your servant, not a servant that has been born in your home, is going to be your own child. Hallelujah. Then God takes him out and he said, look up. 
Look up towards heaven. Hallelujah. Look up towards heaven. And that is that is just a statement I want to encourage you about. When, when as a person of faith in your walk with the Lord, the physical manifestations you are expecting have not shown up yet. Do not be discouraged. Practice looking up towards heaven. Hallelujah. It means spend time with the Lord. It means that do not look down at the circumstances. It means do not look down at what you are not seeing, but look up to the one who is bigger, who is greater, who is the I am that I am. The Bible says that he that is in you is greater than he that is in this world. So what you see in this world may just be bombarding you, may be shaking you right now. But I came with an announcement that God said, look up to me. Look up to me. See what I am able to show you. Look up to me and see what I'm able to point out to you. Look up to me and see what I am saying. Hallelujah. God wanted Abraham to look up and not down. God was about to show him something upwards. Hallelujah. God said, look at the stars and try to count them. And he said, if you can count them, that will be, that will be, hallelujah, mm. your generation, your offspring, your descendant, that will be, try and count it. So when God asked him to look up and he saw the stars, listen, the physical situation had not changed yet. God didn't tell him when the wife was going to be pregnant. God didn't tell him, I have supernaturally visited your wife and she's pregnant. No, that was not the situation. God just said, look up. And God showed him something. And God said, count it. And he said, if you can count it, that will be your offspring. That will be your descendant. Hallelujah. Physically, nothing has changed. But what happened when he saw that picture? Hallelujah. He said, Scripture says that Abraham believed the Lord and he counted it to him as righteousness. Abraham believed the Lord and God Almighty, hallelujah, he saw a right, a man in right standing with him right there. Hallelujah. So faith must see irrespective of physical situations and circumstances and hold on to the word of God steadfastly. The questions that confront us in our faith walk can only be answered when we start looking up towards heaven and we start looking to God and we start focusing on him and believing in our heart what we see and what we hear from the Lord. Hallelujah. The physical situation has not changed yet. But today, what you see and believe, what you hear from the Lord and believe, is positioning you, is positioning you in a place where you are going to experience the explosion of the manifestation. May that be your portion. Hallelujah. Amen. So I don't know what questions you have on your mind. Abraham had his own. But when God showed him and spoke to him, nothing changed physically, but he believed. 
May you have that kind of faith. Let me share with you a story. It's a real story of a woman called Florence Chadwick. Chadwick uh, became a champion in 1952 because he attempted something that no woman had attempted. And when he she attempted it, oh yes, it was not just easy, but there is something we can learn from her story. She was 34 years in 1952, and she decided as a swimmer to swim from the Catalina Island to California in the USA. It's about 26 miles. And the story goes that what he was attempting, no one have attempted before as a woman. After 15 hours, think about it, 15 hours of being in the cold water and swimming, fog set in. And because of that, he could not see clearly. So he kept swimming forward for almost about an hour with the encouragement of his coach and his mother who were in a boat following. Making about 16 hours in. But he was still unable to see the shore. He could not see anything. He was just swimming at the encouragement of the coach. But after about 16 hours, she asked to be pulled out. So she could not finish the objective that was set before her. When she was taken out of the water, she regretted. Why? Because she realized she was just one mile away from her destination. But it was too late. She has ended it and that was it. For some, that was a failure. But for her, it taught her a lesson. So she attempted the same thing two months later again. And once again, about 13 hours of swimming in, there was a thick fog that came. But this time, she went on and swimming and she succeeded in getting to the finish line. So she was asked, what happened? How come this time she was able to finish it and even finish it quicker? She had been able to even beat the men's record by two hours by this attempt. So everybody was amazed and wondering. And she said this. She said she kept a mental image of the shoreline in her mind while she was swimming. So physically she was not seeing because of the fog, but she had a mental picture of it. She has kept it in her heart, how it looks like, hallelujah. And because of that, she was able to 
go through the darkness, the thick fog, the challenges, and was able to finish even quicker. I want to challenge you that sometimes it may look like there is a fog that set in. Even when you are going in the direction of God, even when you are doing what God has laid on your heart, even when you are standing and loving your family and caring for them, even when you are putting yourself out there working hard, it looks like you are not seeing the fruit of your labor. Even when you are praying and trusting the Lord, studying the word, proclaiming scriptures, fasting, standing in the gap, and doing all these things, it may sometimes appear foggy. It may sometimes seems like you are never getting to the finish line. It may sometimes look like success eludes you every time it looks like it is closed. That job opportunity does not show up. Every time it looks like you are almost there. That financial breakthrough does not manifest. Every time it looks like you are just almost there. It looks like something has been happening for years. But today, learn from Abraham and learn from the story of Florence Chadwick and be encouraged to know that there is no fog that can step, stop you if you can keep the vision in your heart. If you can keep a mental image of the finish line. For the Bible tells us about Jesus Christ that who for the joy that was set before him. So he saw it. Hallelujah. He despised the shame. He despised the shame. You may have to despise the fog. You may have to despise the fact that it looks like you are just swimming blindly. It looks like you are just following God blindly and everybody is telling you, be wise, be this and that. I encourage you, keep what God has said and what God has shown you in your heart and run with it. Even when nobody is there to encourage you, run with it. Even when you are not seeing how the end is going to look like, run with it and trust the Lord to honor his word in your life. Be blessed, be encouraged, be favored, and know this. I do not know what foggy situations you are dealing with. What situations have become like a thick darkness standing between you and what God has put in your heart. God wants to encourage you today. Write those things down and set them before the Lord like Abraham brought his questions. And when God renew his word and his covenant to you in your time of conversations and intimate prayer with him, hold on fast to what he's saying and expect to get to the finish line in glory. Be blessed, be highly favored, be empowered with testimonies that exceeds every imagination and be set on the path of glory to the honor and the praise of his name. Amen.